Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight. I'm Annie Dickerson. And I'm Julie Lamb. Together, we're the founders of Good Egg Investments and creators of the Real Estate Accelerator. We help real estate investors and syndicators build their brands, find the right investors for their deals, and scale their businesses so they can do more and bigger deals. We believe that everyone has the power to make an impact through raising capital and helping people achieve financial freedom through real estate. We invite you to join the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight Facebook group so we can amplify our impact together. We know you're going to love this episode. And hey, be sure to stick around to the end of the show because we're going to reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing real estate podcasts on the planet. Ready? Let's go. Welcome back, friends, to the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Dickerson, and today I'm thrilled to introduce you to Ava Benisaki. Ava, how are you today? I'm really good, Annie. I'm so excited to be here. So thank you for having me. I look up to you ladies a lot. <laughs> oh, stop. Well, we're doing this, this at the perfect time because it's uh, it's Women's History Month. And so, you know, in a way, we're celebrating two powerful women here in real estate. So tell us a little bit about your story. How did you, how did real estate come to be part of your path? Okay. So yeah, I... I actually started my real estate career as a residential real estate agent when I was 22 years old. So I always had a love for real estate. Actually, when I was in high school, I kind of had this dream about being an entrepreneur and kind of running my own life. I didn't, I never really wanted to work that nine to five, if you will. Um, so I started my real estate career very early at 22. Um, and I, I, I actually grew up in a really small city. Um, so it was really great for me starting my real estate career there because everybody knew, liked, and trusted me, right? I, everybody knew my name, you know, the Benisakis and everything else. So I was able to kind of start my career and it started, I was, I found success at a very young age. Um, so that's where I kind of started off in real estate, you know, bought, bought my primary residence and kind of went from there. Um, but you know what? I grew up in a family of accountants and we were taught kind of the typical way of, of that, you know, the, the logical way of thinking, go to school, get a job, you know, save for retirement and go forth, right? So my parents never really had that investors hat on. So I never really, I, I was making great money, but I was kind of, I wasn't really investing it. So I started in my real estate and never really knew about the importance of investing in real estate until several years later, after I spent money on silly things and everything like that. So it's funny as we kind of grow and as we learn, um, we definitely change our mindset. Um, and about three years ago, um, I actually made the move, actually four years ago now, I made the move from my small city into the big city, Vancouver, Annie. And you were saying that you live in Vancouver. So yeah. um, I was a young girl. I, I, I had this dream of selling real estate in the big city. Everybody's like, what are you doing? You have everything here. You have a house, you have your family, you have a great career. Why do you want to make the move? And it all goes down to feeling that you're living your purpose, right? So I ended up coming to this big city. I didn't know a single soul. Um, and I love telling this story. I kind of drove into the big city. I seen a bunch of opportunity right before my eyes. And um, I knew the real estate was going to be like three times the price, maybe four times the price in some cases. Um, and essentially, I started my real estate career out here in the big city. Um, it was very difficult for me. The same 
tactics and you know systems and everything that I used back when I was a big fish in a small pond did not work here in the big city with 23,000 real estate agents that I was competing with and I went through this total like kind of really horrific time but it was the most incredible thing that has ever happened to me because it allowed me to reinvent myself and kind of re kind of figure out what I wanted to do. Um, and essentially what it did was the world works in mysterious ways. And it led me to meeting my uh, partner as of today, where I co-founded my company CPI Capital. And CPI Capital is a real estate investment firm, real estate private equity firm, if you will, uh, where we have, we partner with active investors as limited partners and we purchase multifamily. So it really kind of led me to my my journey of where I am today, where my purpose was to help the masses of people invest in real estate, not just one person at a time. Right. So that's kind of my story okay. about where I started. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine you come from a family of accountants. They <laughs> must have been, they must have been like, what do we do with Ava? She wants to be an entrepreneur. She's thinking outside the box, like, and in a small town too. Oh my goodness. And they're conservative, yeah. conservative, yeah. right? And my sister, yeah. my sister, a very smart individual, totally opposite from me. She went to school, you know, she became a teacher in our city, uh -huh. married her high school sweetheart. She had just two beautiful little girls. So we were like these two opposites. I'm like, I want to go to this new city and start this, da -da -da -da, you know what I mean? But that's, that's the entrepreneurial spirit, you know, yeah. they're they don't really allow fear to kind of get in their way and they kind of they have a they have a focus and they want to just go for it no matter what it takes <laughs> yeah what was it you mentioned from an early age you wanted to be an entrepreneur was it about the freedom was it about helping people what drew you to entrepreneurship you know what i think i think i was born with it a little bit it's kind of engraved in me from my you know my 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 great grandparents immigrating to Canada in 1921 um, and then they started farming and then my mom's side they started farming so I kind of come from this really hard work working family um, and then again it just I, I wanted to help the masses you know I wanted to make a difference in the world um, and, and that's essentially where I, I, I never really realized I was going to, you know, build a private real estate, private equity company from the ground up. Um, but when I kind of went to follow and try to find my purpose, that's where the universe led me. Um, so it was just always something within me. I never also never wanted to work the nine to five. You know, I seen people complaining a lot growing up and seeing people around me, they just weren't, didn't seem happy. And I'm like, well, wait a second, you're working for for more than half of the day in some cases, right? Because you go to sleep at night and I'm like, and you're not happy. Well, that's not a life that people should be living, right? It, yeah. It's about happiness because when you're happy, other that you give off that energy and then other people are happy around you and it makes the world a better place to live. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And that's exactly what we've found as well so i'm curious okay so you talked about how you made the transition from big fish and small pond to now this big city twenty-three other real estate agents and so what were some of those things you were trying to do and how were you trying to reinvent yourself and then how did you meet your partner and then get into this crazy world of real estate private equity for sure. So yeah, when I first started here, um, I didn't know anybody. And I'm like, Oh, my God, nobody knows me. No, so that me meaning nobody trusts me or nobody, um, you know, no like and trust, right. So yeah. I'm like, what's the next best thing that I can do here to get started, I can I can be go under someone's wing, and I can work for them. And I can kind of start start doing the business like that. Coming from a small city, when people gave you their word, they kept their word. It was so different here. 
when I got oh. here. I'm like, oh yeah, my gosh. Yeah. So I ended up being like this errands girl. I was a hamster on a wheel. People would give me their word, make a lot of promises, wasn't kept. There was a lot of home, like a lot of tears home to mom and dad. And they're like, well, what are you doing? Just come back home. And I'm like, you know what? I'm running out of money. I have a very small runway here, but I'm not going to give up. I'm, I came here to find my purpose and I'm going to make it, right? So I, this resilience within me, you know, people thought I was absolutely insane because I was, wasn't happy at the time, but I realized that this was, you know, the struggles is what built me into who I am today. And, and I always go back to what my dad said. He said, surround yourself with incredible people. And by doing that, that's where I actually met my business partner. And when him and I, he was a small developer here in Vancouver, and he was doing ground up development, building luxury homes, actually. And when we came together, we were having a conversation and you're going to relate to this because you lived in Vancouver, but we we recognized pain points that existed for Canadian real estate investors. And some of the pain points were Vancouver real estate is so expensive that, so expensive. oh my God, <laughs> even if you purchase, you're purchasing for speculation of, appreci of yeah. appreciation. Mm -hmm. Even if you purchase one single unit, you're gonna in most cases be a negative cash flow. Mm -hmm. Well, when I sold real estate in the province next door, you got a little bit of cash flow, but not much appreciation. So we got talking about how everybody wants to invest in real estate. I've helped so many investors out there. And we came to the conclusion that there's a lot of pain points for Canadian investors with landlord laws being very strict. It's not very business friendly. It doesn't really support the landlord here. And what we realized is that um, when we came across real estate syndication across border and we seen the types of returns investors were able to achieve, Annie, I mean, come on, we're like, okay, this is amazing. We need to figure out how we can, you know, bring these beautiful deals to the Canadian investor and relieve all of their pain points. And that's, you know, double taxation and everything else like that. So that's where we got talking and that's where our company kind of, our company was built from a problem that we seen existed. And we, we, we knew we had that solution to the problem. Right. If somebody's listening to this and they live outside of the US or maybe they're syndicating and they're wanting to grow their investor base beyond the US, tell us how does that work? Do you need an LLC? Do you need to be a US citizen? How, does, how do you work through all of that? Well, we set up a fund to fund structure. So there's a Canadian entity where the Canadians invest directly into the Canadian entity. Um, and then that's where we pull together all the Canadian capital and we come in as one investor into the US entity. Okay, so that's, yeah, yeah. Single, okay. We set up a single purpose vehicle here and then we deploy it as one single big investor coming into the, um, now keep in mind Canadian, there's billions of dollars of Canadian capital. I think we're one of the largest investors when it comes to uh, putting capital into the U United States. So there's a lot of money here on this side of the border where people want access to the great opportunity that exists as the US has one of the highest rental yields in the world, right? So, um, but I kind of went off topic there, but that's, I get, I get, all, oh, I get excited I, about talking about I all this. I love that, you know, what's, what's, if you read between the lines of, you know, you creating a fund and choosing that structure is really, you're creating the most optimal experience for your investors, right? Rather than having them do the legwork and have to get all this paperwork done and all, you know, you're thinking, okay, what's the path of least resistance for them? How can I, they're busy people. How can I make this as easy as possible for them? And I think that probably, if I had to guess, that probably um, is a core value throughout the rest of your business as well. Yeah, absolutely. And when we started, 
that was, you know, how can we make it? It's all about the investor experience, mm-hmm. right? So we have, yeah. we, we, we started, okay, how can we give our all to people mm-hmm. and make it really streamlined for them? Because yeah, they're busy with their families they're busy with their career. Um, so that's something that we take a lot of pride into is the ex- investor experience. And we're very much like you guys, we love the educational side of things, the educational component. Um, and it's really exciting because we have our US investors and we have our Canadian investors. So we get to kind of educate on both sides of the border and uh, the terminology can be a little bit different as well. So uh, we kind of we kind of make that clear on both sides as well, but it's all about the investor experience and making it super streamlined for them. Love it. And what, um, how do you go about finding deals that you're going to be investing in? Is it you find partners or you look at markets? Tell us a little bit about that. For sure. So um, CPI Capital, we, we seen that institutional assets, these 100 plus units were the best performing assets, right? They were the most exciting. And we wanted to, we wanted to actually start off by bringing an institutional asset to our investor community. Um, so you know how most people they'll start a little bit small, right? They'll start with a fourplex, you know, kind of move to a tenplex. Well, we went like head first into a 350 unit asset in Orlando. Wow. Oh my yeah. gosh. And we actually partnered uh, with our good friend, Dan Hanford. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. So, so we, 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 we partnered with him on our first deal and we got to bring this like very large, exciting asset to our investor community. Um, and we love, we obviously, it's all about following the numbers, right? Where do we see that consistent job growth, population growth, income growth, and rent growth? And we really figured out the regions that we wanted to be in. Um, and then from there, uh, kind of made our made our relationships with the people who had were boots on the ground, right? Who had the infrastructure in place, and then that way we were able to bring our investor community the best deals, um, and kind of pre- again presented on a platter to them, and now they're diversified in their portfolio as well. Yes, that that reminds me so much of um, my start um, and how, you know, I, I went into it kicking and screaming. I was like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to do the raising capital piece. I don't want to talk to investors. That's not my thing. Talking to people about money. That seems so awkward, you know, but I had an opportunity similar to you to partner on a larger asset. Um, I was at the time looking at, um, you know, these smaller assets, like you were talking about, you know, 10 to 40, 10 to 50 units. Um, And I was like, I'm going to do it all myself. But I had this opportunity to partner and to come in on this deal is about, I think it was 252 units um, in Texas. And um, same, it was like, once I realized, wait a second, even though I'm not doing the entire deal myself, but I'm giving my investors this great opportunity that otherwise they wouldn't be able to find or they wouldn't have come across by themselves. But to your point about helping the masses, it's like it, it, you don't have to do it all yourself, right? To be a connector and to help them find these great opportunities, that's a huge, that's a tremendous value. Absolutely. And for the investor, like if you look at it from that their perspective, they're winning. They're winning no matter what, right? So it's mm-hmm. it's yeah, very great point. So it's very cool that you actually kind of started off like that too. Yeah. Yeah. And so, okay, so you're investing in Florida. What other markets are you looking at or open to? 
So North and South Carolina, uh, we love Arizona, Texas, uh, Nevada. So we do also own in, uh, we just closed on a Houston, Texas value add. Mm -hmm. It was a 232 unit. Um, and then Georgia. Yeah. Uh -huh. These are the markets that we're yeah. our eyes on. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. And do you ever get a chance to um, go out to these properties or these markets? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. I always love it because, you know, you got, you got, investors all over the US, all over Canada. And it was fun. We like to go and take videos so they can kind of feel like they're there with us and send them a quick text message with a video. It's exciting for them. They're like, oh, this is cool, you know, and then take a quick little uh, tour and everything like because these are beautiful assets. I mean, the resort style, you got the pool and it's always just fun kind of walking around. Hey, I'm here. Come take a walk around with me so that you can feel like you're here too. Yes. Yeah. Bringing investors along for the journey. That is the magic because they're too busy, right? They, they may not want to hop on a, hop on a plane and go and visit the property, do the due diligence, all of that. But if you can bring them along for the ride, that makes all the difference. Then they really feel like they're part of the process. Yeah. Which is really exciting for a lot of people. They're like, Hey, I oh, own yeah. I own a piece of a property in, you know, Houston, Texas, and I own a piece of a property in Charleston, South Carolina, you know, and I own a, it's really exciting. Yeah. And it's so cool that they're hands off. Like, this is the most exciting thing. They're hands off, but they, they get those monthly emails, you know, they get to see what's going on in the community. They get to see all it's so they're really, really, it's, they're still emotionally connected, which is just incredible. Who doesn't want to be receiving rent checks without, without doing anything. <laughs> right? Yes, I know. Worried about anything, I should say. Right. Right. I want to dig in real quick on um, the funds model, because um, that's something I think a lot of syndicators are either doing or, or more often interested in doing. So tell us about how you um, how you came to decide on that model for your business and sort of the um, the benefits of structuring it that way. Well, it was more so about, you know, what's most tax efficient for the Canadian investor. Right, because mm -hmm. if you if you don't do things right, you can you can trigger double taxation, and then no, and then you're not really winning anyways, and it's not worth it. So of course taxes, we want to save on taxes and everything else. So it was more so for uh, you know relieving Canadians from double taxation, and then it's really cool because our U.S. investors, well, they have it really easy. They just invest into the entity that owns the asset, right? So it's right in their own backyard in most cases, and they get to have the pleasure of of, of doing that. So that's kind of where how we why we structured in a of a fun structure. Got it. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. And I assume through that uh, through that model as well, you as the, the syndicator, you have a little bit more control in the process as well. You're correct. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. yes. Well, Ava, before we wrap up, I want to ask, um, you've clearly seen some tremendous success in a short amount of time. And so tell the listeners if they're, you know, just starting out or if they want to follow in your shoes and do what you're doing, what advice, what tips, what resources can you share with them? For sure. So always partner up with somebody who's you could that you look up to and who can really teach you something for us it was dan hanford you know what i mean it's it's never try to reinvent the wheel we've you know there's a lot of people who have found lots of success like annie and julie and and just partner up with them learn the ropes the right way and don't try to reinvent the wheel because you can you can find success too and it just takes resilience and have your dream and don't let anything get in the way go after that dream <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that's one of the lessons I've learned the hard way through being in business is who, right. not how. 
It used to, I always used to just be like everything. Okay. I got to Google that. I got to take a course. I got to listen to podcasts. I got to figure out how to do it on my own. And now we, we do, we're doing all sorts of new things in the business. And every time it's like, okay, who is already doing that? Who is, has already mastered that, that we can tap into and we can leverage the, their growth and their expertise and help us get further faster together because that way everybody wins, right? Absolutely. And I love what you ladies are doing. Um, and you're right, Who Not Have by Dan Sullivan. That's an actual yes. book. Yes, that's <laughs> right. Pick up because it'll, yes. it'll be a game changer for, for everybody. Indeed, indeed. Well, Ava, I know we've only um, touched on the tip of the iceberg. I'm sure our listeners are going to want to follow up with you, maybe get a copy of the book that you're a part of. So tell everybody a little bit about that and how they can uh, learn more about all that you're doing. Amazing. Yeah. So I actually co-authored this book. It's called From Ordinary to Extraordinary. And just like I was kind of sharing my story about how I got started in real estate. Well, we share about there was about 10 ladies all together. So me and nine others. And we shared how our stories about how we found success through real estate investing. Um, So we wrote the book to really inspire women and men, right? Uh, About how, you know what, if I can do it, so can you. So um, if anybody's listening, I would love to send you a free cop Kindle version of the of the book. So please reach out to me. um, And I would love to share the book. Because again, it's, you know, some uh, I had a lady, she read it. And she called me and said, Oh, my God, Ava, I, I went and I put an offer in on a triplex and I haven't done anything in real estate for like years and I was so scared to take the next step to move forward but after I read your guys' stories I'm like you know what no more I'm I'm not I'm not going to hold myself back anymore and I'm going to I'm going to do this and and that's what the book that was the purpose of the book so I'm really excited to hear stories so if you're listening please reach out to me and then I'd love to hear after you've read the book and what steps you've taken to start your journey in real estate investing because it, it's a it's a game changer you know And then tell everybody if they wanted to learn more about CPI Capital, where's the best place to go there? Sure. I'm so I'm really very active on LinkedIn. So Ava Benasaki, please connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, or you can just reach out to me directly, Ava at cpicapital.ca. And our website is just www.cpicapital.ca. Awesome. Well, I, on behalf of all of the listeners, I, I know that you're you're such an inspiration and you're doing such amazing things. So for all of our listeners, be sure to follow up with Ava, get a copy of her book. And really, that's what it's all about is, you know, Ava, I'm sure you would agree with me. We don't do this for the money. We do this for the impact. We do this so that we can inspire others as well. And so that collectively, we can all make the world a better place. So Ava, thank you so much for being here with us today and sharing a bit about your story. And for all of our listeners, thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you on the next episode of the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight. If you are a real estate investor or syndicator who would like to be on this podcast, please visit syndicationspotlight.com and please also join the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight Facebook group so we can connect with you and learn more about you. And if you got something out of this episode, we'd love it if you could subscribe to this show and give us a rating and review. We promise to read your feedback and take action to continue to make this show even better and more valuable for the real estate syndication community. My name is Annie Dickerson. And I'm Julie Lamb. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight community.